Welcome to the Asbury First United Methodist Church Weekly Sermon. We hope you enjoyed this message by Stephen Cady. For more information about this podcast or other ways to connect, please visit asburyfirst.org. In the next few days, all around the world, millions, if not billions of people will exchange gifts, one person to another. It is, after all, Christmas. That's what we do. We give gifts. I give you something, you give me something in return, sort of a quid pro quo, if you will. Now, some of those gifts, as we know, are all ready to go, wrapped up as they are in brown paper packages, tied up with strings, tucked neatly beneath our tree, ready for this church thing to be done. Here's hoping for a short sermon. Others, as we know, are still stuffed under our beds or tucked away in our closets or stuck somewhere en route on an Amazon truck. Alexa, where are my packages? But regardless of whether they are all ready to go, all wrapped, or we have a long night still ahead of us, the fact remains that come tomorrow, ready or not, the great 2022 Christmas gift exchange will officially begin. No stopping it now. Over the next few days, we will, most of us, give some gifts away and most likely receive a few in return. So it seems only fitting that we pause for just a moment before we begin in earnest to ask that big question. What are we hoping for this Christmas? What are you hoping for? this Christmas? Do you have something in mind, something that you've been eyeing for under the tree, dreaming about as you diligently checked off every box on that Advent calendar? Because like it or not, much does seem to ride on our ability to name it, as some of us have learned the hard way. Sure, maybe we've had those experiences where someone seemed to read our mind and get us just the right thing, even though we never asked for it. But as we know, for every one of those, we have countless other moments in which we've ended up with paper mache clowns. True story, no offense, Aunt Judy. But that's the thing, not all of us are comfortable with naming it or putting it on our list or playing Santa Baby on repeat until they take the hint. No, we like to play it a little coy to keep them guessing just a little bit. But it doesn't change the fact that in the end, there are really only two possible outcomes for the great 2022 Christmas gift exchange. We will either get what we're hoping for or not. And if we want the best possible chance of getting what we really want, what we truly hope for this Christmas, we have to be willing to name it, to say it out loud, 
There's power in naming a hope. So, friends, what are you hoping for this Christmas? Seems particularly important to ask as a people of faith, doesn't it? After all, for everything else on our individual list, the requisite Apple watches and Susie talk-a-lots and hippopotami, most of us do share a common hope. We may speak of it in different ways, but at our core, we all do sort of long for the same thing, don't we? We want the world to be different. We want the world to be better than it is. Sure, not everything is bad. To paraphrase Chesterton, the world does not lack for wonders merely for a sense of wonder. That is, there are glimpses of that better world out there if we're willing to look for them, but sometimes they're a little hard to see. We can see it in the kindness of strangers and a neighbor helping a neighbor in the love shared between friends. It could be as simple as a plate of cookies. Maybe you've caught a glimpse of that better world lately. You'd be forgiven, though, if you haven't. It's been a little hard of late, hasn't it? For some of us, it's because of what we're facing personally. And let's be honest, all of us are facing something. The pain of loss, the fear of the unknown, the brokenness of relationships, the illnesses we or our loved ones are facing among many other things. And for others of us, it's because of what we're all facing collectively. And let's be honest, we're all facing something. We are a community paralyzed by gun violence. We are a nation sinfully defensive of our white supremacy. We are a people playing profligate with our planet, among other things, and maybe it's just me, but it feels like every time I scroll through the news, I learn of some other atrocity, some other horror that smacks me in the face. I'm aware that last year at this time, most of us weren't thinking about Ukraine. We didn't know of the Buffalo 10, And most had never even heard of Uvalde. It's almost enough to make us lose our hope. Maybe some of us are there tonight, feeling like we're just holding on for dear life. Take heart. You're not alone. Look, part of the promise of Christmas, the most basic promise of Christmas, is that we are not in this alone, that God is willing to be there no matter how dark, how dank, how dreary this world seems. God does not leave us alone. God crawls down with us into the stink, stank, stunk of life and stays there. Even when everyone else abandons us, God keeps that light shining in the darkness that no darkness can overwhelm. And if we've learned anything from the last few years, it is that we can face a lot if we know we don't have to face it alone. Well, good news of Christmas, friends, we don't have to. 
We are not alone. So just in case you haven't been reminded lately, you are not in this alone. Which among many other things means that things can get better. That what is is not what has to be. That no matter the pain and peril we are facing as an individual or collectively right now, things can change. It may be hard, but they can change. Don't you hear? Our common hope is not pie in the sky. It is not some unrealistic expectation. No, contrary to popular opinion, the world can get better, but it won't come in brown paper packages tied up with strings. It won't come with candlelight or carols or cookies. Yes, even cookies. No, if we really want the world to be better, and we do, then it starts with completing the other part of that great gift exchange that began on that first Christmas. God gave us a gift. Maybe it's time we give something back to God. That's usually the way it works, isn't it? You give me something, I give you something in return. Remember quid pro quo. Only the gift we're being asked to give is kind of hard. It doesn't come in brown paper packages. We can't take it back to the store or exchange it for a gift card. Maybe that's why it takes us so long. See, we Christians really struggle for sometimes. Sometimes we make things so hard on ourselves. We get in our own way. We trap ourselves in all of this stuff, the dogma, the do doctrine, the detritus of our faith, and we, don't, we forget what we're really called to do. See, that poor refugee child born into the dirt, just like so many poor refugee children are being born right now on our own border, are being born all around the world. He grew up to teach us something, what it means to live. And he only asked us to do two things when you come right down to it. He asked us to do two things, to love God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Or if we had to make it even simpler, to get rid of all of this other stuff. What are we as Christians called to do? We're called to love. Full stop. Only this isn't just the sunshine and roses, tiptoe through the tulips, heart-shaped box of chocolates kind of love, at least not only. No, this is the kind of love that makes us stand when we'd rather sit, go when we'd rather stay, and speak when it'd be so much easier to stay silent. Or maybe for people like me to stay silent when we're so used to speaking. It's the kind of love that is not for some, but for all. Young and old, black and white, gay and straight, male and female, rich and poor, broken and whole, Republican and Democrat, trans and cis, and everyone beyond and between. It is a love that is for all. We know the carol, don't we? Love came down at Christmas. The good news, friends, is that we've been given that gift even if we never give anything back in return. That's the promise of grace. But if we want to find our way towards life, and I think we do, if we want to find our way towards a better world, and I think we do, then we have to complete the other part of that exchange. We have to love because lo God first loved us. 
to give some of that love away, to give it back. Because when we do, we will finally change this world in the only way that it is truly possible, is that it is lastingly possible, one relationship at a time. In the end, friends, there are really only two outcomes for the great 2022 Christmas gift exchange. We will either get what we hope for or not. And if we want the best chance possible to not end up with those paper mache clowns, and trust me, they're hard to get rid of, <laughs> then we owe it each other, to each other to name what we truly want, what we hope for, a better world. And then comes the hard part, deciding whether we're willing to give that gift to each other. So what do you say, friends? Are we willing to walk alongside one another in love? Are we willing to crawl down into the stink, stank, stunk of life and stay there? Are we willing to give each other that gift? If so, then who knows, this just might be the year when we finally get what we're hoping for. The good news is that even if we can't manage it by the time the great 2022 Christmas gift exchange finally reaches its end, Christmas is the gift that keeps on giving. Every day is another chance. What do you hope for this Christmas? May it be so. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Asbury First Weekly Sermon. If you enjoyed this message, please visit asburyfirst.org and learn more about our mission to love God and neighbor, live fully, serve all, repeat.